Welcome to the Backend Engineering Show with your host, Hussein Nasser. This is the show where we discuss the art and the craft of building software and cover recent news on backend technologies. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and rate it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. With that said, let's get on on the show. So guys, one of the nastiest attacks out there is request forgery in general, whether that is cross-site request forgery or server-side request forgery, the, the, the kind of nastier one, right? And essentially, in a nutshell, I talked about those two right here, if you want to know the difference. Here is Min.io, a caching server slash open source slash S3 compatible object store. It's not really a cache. It says Min.io is a high performance distributed object storage system. It is software defined, runs on industry standard hardware and 100%. All right. So it's an object store. And here's a bug that I was fascinated by. I like, uh, you know, if you know this channel, guys, I like to go through these kind of... Uh, bugs, kind of the security releases of famous, uh, popular software, and kind of learn. What can we learn? What can we extract knowledge-wise as back-end engineer so we can get better, so we can become better engineers, so we can avoid other people's mistakes? So here is a server-side request forgery on, the, on a min.io server was discovered and has been fixed in this release. So what was the problem here? So it's about times like we explain what is server-side request forgery. Server-side request forgery is when you make a request to a backend and your request triggers another request sent not by you, by the server. So you trigger the server to send a request to another server based on input from you, which is really bad. You can, as a client, take advantage of that and says, hey, server, here's a request. By the way, send a request to this domain. This domain could be an external domain or could be an internal domain that you shouldn't have access to. In both cases, it's nasty, right? If it's an internal all of a sudden, your outside client, you have access to internal infrastructure that you shouldn't access, like an admin page that it's behind firewalls, it's behind reverse proxies that have been protected, right? There are rules that protect you against that, access controls. And the other approach is you access, you let the server make a request to another domain that is external that you have access to. But that is also dangerous because you can have this uh, had this bot of machines doing a DDoS attack on a specific server while you sitting comfortably as an attacker behind everything, right? So it's nasty. Server side request forgery is very nasty. So let's just jump. Let's just jump into how what what happened exactly here. Who is affected? All users of Min.io server version release 2019. Blah blah blah. 
or newer are affected. Users that have disabled the MinIO browser UI are not affected. Ooh, that tells me that there is a UI that exposes certain API to do something, and if you disable that, then that API is not available, so well, then you can't really perform this uh, server-side request forgery, right? That's interesting, man. I always said that. More features equal more security holes. Add features, you increase the security attack. Recommended action for users. All users are advised to upgrade to MinIO deployment to the latest version or disable the browser, obviously, <laughs> the I.O. or upgrade. So if upgrading is hard, like it's not possible for you at this moment, you can disable the MinIO browser. Description, what happened? Uh, this is what I'm interested in. An unauthenticated STS client, I think stands for security token service. That's an Amazon thing. I'm not familiar a lot with Amazon guys, by the way. Correct me if I said anything dumb. Uh, client causes the MinIO server to send HTTP requests to an arbitrary domain. So you, as a client, use this STS client to send a request to MinIO server in that request, you include an arbitrary domain and MinIO server will send a request to that domain as a result. And I believe includes path and all that stuff, right? This may disclose internal infrastructure to clients, as I described in the attack uh, brief, and may be abused as an entry for further attack against other components, which is, which is a denial of server attack, right? Man, this is, this is nasty. Thanks to Python, is that his name? From our community who discovered and reported this issue to our security team. A patch has been submitted that changes STS implementation to no longer send HTTPS requests. That looks like the right solution to me. <laughs> there is no need to abstract and make things generic enough, right? Why would we allow the user to specify their own domain to connect to this SDS thing, right? So they disable that functionality, apparently. It's like, okay, the, the SDS now no longer sends HTTP requests, and instead use information that is locally available. For more information, uh, for more information, take a look at our GitHub security advisory. The patch has been reviewed and accepted. A new release has been done. All right. A successful exploit can be used, disclose, and reach internal systems that are accessible to the MinI server. And at the right time, this, this exploit has not been observed in the world. So, okay, this has not been exploited. Let's open up. Uh, well, let's read more information. Is there more information? I'd like to read. Ooh. I'd love to read more information. Love it. MinIO Browser API, SSRF vulnerability. So it's a feature that you enable on your MinIO server, and that obviously gives you access that you can access from the browser. It's The browser API is weird. The giving of the browser API is just, I guess, an, an HTTP API, right? You should be able to access from other clients, not just browser, I think. Description, thanks to Python, Python from our community, da, 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 discovered an SSRF, server side request advantage. Okay, let's go. Impact. Let's read. There are many details here. I'd love to read them. The target application may have functionality for importing data from it. Ah, there you go. That's it. The target application may have functionality for importing data from a URL, publishing data to a URL, or otherwise reading data from a URL. So that means the client says, hey, 
Min.io server, please publish information to this URL. Or please read information from this URL. That feature allows Min.io to have to connect to this URL in order to do something. And the moment you give the client this flexibility to send a URL, to send a domain, you just open a server-side uh, request forgery bug. Uh, attack service. Uh, the attacker modifies the call to this function by supplying a completely different URL or manipulating how URLs are built path traversals, etc. In server-side request forgery attack, the attacker can abuse functionality on the server to read or update internal resources, of course. Yeah, yeah, let's say slash admin, slash uh, drop something, right? And if you, usually the admin interfaces are not exposed uh, outside the firewall, right? And as a result, if you, if Min's, Min.io server isn't behind the firewall, you just bypass the firewall. Dangerous stuff right there, guys. The attacker can supply and modify URL which the, which the code running on the server will read or submit data. And by carefully selecting the URL, the attacker may be able to read server configurations such as AWS metadata. Ouch. Connect to the internal services like HTTP-enabled HTTP databases like CouchDB, right? Or perform post-request towards internal services which are not intended to be exposed. Exactly what I was explaining. So guys, uh, here, here's a workaround. This is the workaround we talked about. Min.io browser equal off. Just turn off that dang API. Guys, what do we learn? We learn that the more features you add, just watch out for security. More features are great, but definitely they add, uh, they add up, uh, they ex ex increase the attack service for you. What else did we learn? We learned that letting the client have flexibility. So all the way here, you have a flexible API that gives you a beautiful user experience. Your users are happy, but you increase your, essentially, the attack surface because you have more features, you have more flexibility. It always increases the security. And the, all the way here, the user experience is terrible, but your API is locked in. You have almost maximum security, right? So you, you need to find this happy medium to play with that stuff. Guys, what do you think about these attacks? Have you seen an SSRF vulnerability in the wild? Let me know in the comment section below. I'm going to see you on the next one. You guys stay awesome. Goodbye.